friends. Welcome to the Uno Mas podcast. This is your host, Whitney Kay, and today we're talking about something a little juicy. We're talking about toxic versus uncommitted people in business and how to deal with them. So let me ask you, have you ever felt like you're running in circles when leading certain people? Are they really asking for guidance or for you to just do all the work? Have you ever had someone in your work environment turn out to be so self-serving that they didn't care who they hurt in the process? Or maybe even a constant complainer in Debbie Downer. Well, in this episode, I'm going to talk to you about the difference between toxic versus uncommitted people in business and the best practices to use when dealing with both. So let's go ahead and dive right in. Okay, okay, I'm not gonna lie. When I thought about doing this podcast, I was thinking to myself, is this a topic I really want to talk about? Partly because I've dealt with both and because I run an organization where I still work with a lot of people and I didn't want them to listen to this podcast and think, oh my God, is she talking about me? So here we go. I'm just gonna go into it because honestly, if you're in business for yourself, or you even work in a corporate setting, you've probably dealt with one of these two people or both like I have. And there's different ways that you can kind of approach both of them. And I'm gonna talk about that with you at the same time, hopefully maybe sharing a little bit of my personal experiences too. So let's sit here and talk about some toxic people, okay? Toxic people in the work environment, yuck, right? I hate dealing with these types of people because they can really affect so much when it comes to you and your personal business. They can affect your mindset. They can affect your production. They can affect just your overall feeling about what it is that you do every single day. And the crazy thing is, is you don't really understand how all consuming these people, it can have like an effect in your life until you're kind of like in the middle of it. It might be too late. And now you're trying to dig yourself out of it and you don't really know how. And that's where I found myself in this situation. So if you've been listening to the podcast for a little bit, if not, no big deal, but you might know that I've been in the direct selling industry for over 13 years. I own other businesses as well, and I've had employees and have employees, and I know how to deal with both spectrums here. So in the direct selling industry, yeah, you are your own business and you work with tons of other business professionals as well. In a corporate setting or as a boss or an owner of a business, you have employees and the same thing can apply here. Toxic people can really come in and they've come in in my business to where it has literally stopped me from doing anything. Like I'm talking production from wanting to get up out of bed even because I'm so mentally distraught and bothered that I just don't know how to deal with the situation, let alone the person, right? So most recently, about a year ago, I dealt with something really toxic in my personal business and it had to do with several people 
within my organization and they came in with full on motives of just being self-serving and knowing exactly what they wanted to do from the very get-go. They went in, they did their thing and they completely ripped apart my entire organization and mainly because I let it happen. I let it happen because I was so taken back. I was so hurt and so distraught by everything that was going on and completely blindsided that instead of giving you the best practices that I'm going to share with you, I allowed this to just unfold. And it's like, I was sitting back eating popcorn, watching it happen. And then after I got through it, I was like, why did I not move? Why did I not get up and fight back? Why did I not get up and protect my mental state, protect my business, protect my environment, my surroundings, and even in my own home with my own family because it was affecting everything I did? Why did I not protect myself? Why did I not trust the, the person that I am that God has intended for me to be and just put my faith in him. And why did I not pray more? Why, 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 why? You know, you kind of ask all the whys. That was me. So what I sat back and really thought about is how could I have dealt with this better, right? kind of sucks that you have to go through a situation to really kind of wake up and see what you could have done better, but that's how we grow, right? So I have come up with five things that I feel that I could have done. And if I put these things into place, it would have worked better for me. And let me tell you, it does work because this not only happened once over a year ago, but it happened again about four months ago. And I stopped it dead in its tracks because I was able to do this. So the first thing you want to do when you're dealing with a toxic person well, is identify really what is a toxic person. A toxic person can be somebody that maliciously is trying to hurt you in business, somebody that is competing with you, somebody that is trying to take your own job, your position at work. It could be somebody that is just a constant Debbie Downer, somebody that's constantly complaining and really has nothing positive to say when they're around you or when they're in the work environment. So what you want to do is you want to, first of all, fully dismiss them from your headspace. This is probably the most challenging thing to do because it's when you have this toxic person in your life and you're going to work every day or you're walking into your own business and you know that they work for you and you can't really fire them or you're not in the situation or the position maybe to even fire them, how do you dismiss them from your headspace when you have to deal with this person every single day? Well, we can't always control how they act, but it's how we react that we can control, right? So what you want to do is whether you meditate, do yoga, pray, read devotionals in the morning, center yourself in some way, you've got to learn how to coach yourself out of that mindset of being bothered by the thought of them, by the actions of them, by the words from them to you or in the environment in, at all. And you've got to learn to completely dismiss them from your headspace because once you have a clear mind and they can literally come in and say and do anything and it's almost like it just rolls off. It just rolls off and it doesn't even affect you. And that's what a clear mind does. 
I don't know if you guys have ever listened to Mel Robbins um, talk about her five-second rule, but that's something that I've really implemented over the past two years. My child thinks I'm a lunatic because every time he frustrates the heck out of me, I sit there and I start counting like five, four, three, two, one. But Mel Robbins talks about how there's like that five seconds of pause that a lot of people, we don't pause before we react. And then we react in a, in a way that most of the time is not the way that we really wanted to. And then we regret it. So if you can take a moment to really just pause and center your mind, I'm telling you, these next steps are going to be super easy. The second thing you want to do with a toxic person in the work environment is distance yourself if you don't have to be around this person, don't be around this person. If you do have to be around this person, then try to limit how much time you are around the person and how much interaction engagement you are having with this person. Um, I know from my own personal experience, growing a significantly large team in the network marketing industry and direct selling industry, I have to interact with people that I might, I might not vibe well with, and I make those interactions very limited. And it's difficult, but it's something that I've learned to really do. And the, this sets up the third thing I'm gonna say is it's setting boundaries. You're able to distance yourself when you set boundaries of what you allow and what you don't allow, and you make them very clear to the person that might be toxic in your environment or in your workspace. When you set boundaries for yourself, you're basically giving yourself permission to say, no, I'm not allowing this in my life and this is my boundary and I'm going to express this and make this very clear to the people I work with and the people that are going to be working with me. So set boundaries, whatever they might be, make sure you set them and you stick by them and have respect for yourself when you do set them. The fourth thing is surround yourself with people who build you up. There is nothing more powerful than having a really not so good day and then meeting up with your girlfriends after work or you know, re watching some awesome movie that is inspirational or reading a book that just lights you up or listening to a podcast that just sets you on fire. There is nothing more powerful than surrounding yourself in just an environment that lifts you up, that makes you feel powerful, that makes you smile and feel good about yourself. When you can surround yourself with the people that build you up and the things that make you happy, guys, these toxic people, they can't get in that space. You're not letting them. And then the next thing is dissolve the relationship completely if you have to. I've had to do this. It's not fun. It's really hard and it almost makes you feel bad, like you're doing something wrong. Like, should I really be cutting this person loose completely from my life? Or maybe I'll just let them loose a little bit. I will, I won't completely remove them. But the problem is, is if they, if you've set your boundaries and they keep, you know, coming back and doing the same thing over and over again, and they're not respecting you or the boundaries you have set in place, and they keep disrespecting you, it's time to let them go. And yes, even though it's challenging, you can do it. And I'm telling you that once you do, oh my gosh, will you be 
in such a better space mentally, but you will see yourself flying high when it comes to business and your production and just all in all feeling like a better person because it's like you've removed this dead weight off of your shoulders and it's something that like I've said, I have had to do myself. And even though it was challenging, it was the best decision I've ever made in my entire life. So those are five things that I would highly recommend that you embrace and you take into account next time you're dealing with a toxic person in the work environment. Because like I said, you guys, they can really, really affect your mental state and how you're producing day in and day out. And even what you're bringing home to your own family and yourself, you know, at the end of the day. So take those practices and run with it. Now, let's talk about uncommitted people. What are these people? These are people that whether you work in business for yourself, you work in the direct selling industry and you've got all these, you know, business partners. These are people that are working with you, that you are now maybe in a leadership position and you are wanting them to get moving, but they're just not committing. Okay. They're saying they want something, but they're not really showing that they want it. They are saying that they'll be there, but they are never showing up. These are just people falling short of the expectations you've maybe set and how exactly do we deal with them? Okay. You guys, I've been in the industry, like I said, for over 13 years. I have seen this time and time and time again. And I have made so many mistakes as a leader dealing with uncommitted people. And it has really affected my own personal business when I have not done this the right way, when I have not implemented the practices that I'm going to talk about. So the first thing you want to do is understand that there are are different levels when it comes to commitment, okay? You're going to have people that are gung-ho about their business. They're gung-ho about, you know, working in the industry that they're in, and they are on time, showing up, present, giving it their all. They are there. They are your ride or dies. They are showing up and committed. Then you've got people that are you know, they're all right. They're liking it. They're kind of middle of the line. Like they'll be there. They might not be there. They're just, they're coasting. They're comfortable. And then you got the people that they say they want it. They say they're in, they say they're going to show up for the date (laughs) and they're the no shows. They're the people that just constantly give you hope and then completely let you down. But here's the thing. When it comes to business, unless you are a business owner that is working with employees and you have certain expectations that need to be met, then obviously you need to fire those people that aren't fulfilling those expectations. But if you're in the direct selling industry, you've got to understand that there's all different people at all different levels. And you've, first of all, got to love them where they are. Okay. That I think is the number one rule that you need to understand yourself when you're in business for yourself, especially in that type of an industry, because if you don't understand that clearly, you're going to constantly be let down. So that's the first thing. The second thing is stop chasing after uncommitted people. Why? Why do we do this? 
Whitney, why do I do this? Well, I asked myself this same question a million times. For some reason, I feel like I need to reignite the fire under somebody's ass and get them going every so many months. And I don't know why I continue to do it because it's the same darn people every single so many months right? Like if they haven't moved the last time and the 15 other times I've reached out before, what in the heck makes me think that reaching out this time, they're going to all of a sudden move. Now, I understand that sometimes things change and people sometimes come back and they are revived from the dead and they want to, you know, really commit this time. But if they don't come back themselves and you have to chase after them, that's the problem. Okay. So stop chasing after uncommitted people. Keep growing your business. Keep connecting with new people. Surround yourself with people that are committed and stop worrying about the ones that are still back there dragging their feet. It's okay. Let them be there. They'll come around one day if they want, but they don't need to come around by you coming back there and constantly checking up on them. Okay. The second thing about this topic right here about not chasing uncommitted people is to give your time to the people that deserve it. Give your time to the people that deserve it. Why are you wasting so much time trying to get people going or revive people in their business or their passions or their work, whatever it might be, if they don't really value what it is that you're giving them. And ultimately, it's time. Commitment isn't measured by what you say, it's measured by what you do. I always say to people, I don't care how fast your mouth moves, I care how fast your feet are moving. Because at the end of the day, your actions speak way louder than your words to me, okay? And it's not being harsh, especially as a leader that, you know, your time is extremely valuable and we only have so much of it in a day. It's okay to set those expectations. And that leads into the third thing in regards to uncommitted people, set expectations. It's almost like setting boundaries with toxic people. Set expectations and value your time. What is expected in order to get your time? As a leader, what should I expect to do and what should I expect to you know, produce in order to make sure that I can get time with you? right? So set expectations. Do I need to be present on all trainings? Do I have to completely onboard myself if I'm a new business partner? Or do I need to understand something and understand all the policies and procedures and the company rule book and, you know, attend these certain webinars in order to get your time? Or must I actively be producing every single month? Whatever it is, set expectations with your people in the workplace because then that way people know what they have to do in order to get that time with you. Okay. And then the next thing is, is when you start valuing your own time, your business is going to start growing because people that aren't really committed are going to see that the time that you are giving is to the producing people in your business and the people that are actively committed and they're going to want to work harder, hopefully, to get that time from you. 
And that leads me to the next thing is give privileged time to your best people, your producers, the people that are showing up on time, the people that are showing up for everything, the people that are producing the numbers, the people that are asking questions, they're engaging in conversation, they're asking you for guidance, not help. There's a difference. They're asking you for guidance. They're seeking you for insight instead of asking you to do the work. These are people that are committed. These are your best people. These are your hard workers. These are your hustlers. So give your time to them. When you start pouring into the people that are giving it their all, your business starts growing. And when you see the people that aren't as committed asking for more of your time, but they see that you're only giving it to the best people, they're going to do what? Like I just said, they're hopefully going to start moving and shaking a little bit in order to get that time from you. Leaders sometimes spend, and I'm speaking for myself here because I've done this, leaders sometimes spend way too much time trying to revive the dead weight when they should be running with their runners. Okay. I have spent so much time trying to excite people in business, trying to give them second chances, trying to, you know, educate them and mentor them. And then every single time I feel like I am let down because the time that I poured in, I am not getting that reciprocated back to me as in regards to respect, like I feel like my time isn't respected. I feel like the education and the knowledge and everything that I poured into that person is not appreciated. And at the end of the day, I'm wasting time with uncommitted people. So when I can, you know, understand that everybody's at different levels, stop chasing after uncommitted people, set expectations, and then know that the time that I do have is so valued that I'm going to give about 80% of it to the people that are my best top producing, you know, people showing up, actively working people. And again, they don't have to be top producers. They just have to be people that want it, you know? Like people that want it as bad as you, that have that desire level, that have that love, that have that passion. It doesn't matter how much you you do as far as production or the numbers you bring in or the sales you have or anything like that. It's the passion. It's the desire. It's the want. It's, it's everything about that that makes me want to spend my time with you. So when I can you know, kind of understand all of that and then apply that in my own business, this is where I can effectively deal with uncommitted people because I'm valuing my time. So again, toxic people versus uncommitted people, they are two very, very, very different things. However, you kind of have to treat them the exact same way. And sometimes, sometimes you just have to disconnect. And and that can be okay too. But just know that if you are aware of it and you put these practices into place, I'm hoping, like myself, you will start to see some light at the end of the tunnel. 
Hey friends, thanks for taking the time today to jump on in and listen to the Uno Mas podcast. How can you help support us moving forward? Leave us a review. Let us know how you're liking it. And then if you're on Instagram and Facebook, like most of us are, go ahead and tag us, share in your stories, invite your friends, and we look forward to Uno Mas podcast next week.